0: Hey there, AMC Turn fans! Welcome to another episode of the AMC Turn After Show for AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 1, Valediction. We've got so much to cover and it is so good to be back. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV! And now... Let the buzz begin! It is so good to be back! And not on your own this time. (laughs) not by my lonesome! (laughs) Woohoo! Hey there, Turn fans! Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. It has been a long break, and we are back for the beginning of Season 3. And what a beginning it was! And I have a wonderful co-host with me
1: tonight! Yay! Your right-hand man. (laughs) My right-hand man, Katie Cullen! Hi, you can follow me on Twitter at KIAXET, that's K-I-A-X-E-T. And if you were following both of us on Twitter about two weeks ago... It wound up being a Hamilton quote off, which is why I'm on this show. It's her fault. <laughs>
0: Indeed. And I'm Lieutenant Megan reporting for duty again, although I'll probably give myself a promotion by the time the episode is done. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at The Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. Yeah. <laughs> we got the hashtag, we got the live chat, we're doing the, thing. Got the it's hashtag great. ABTV turn, uh, and we are going to be keeping an eye on that, yeah, for, for all of you guys watching live. Uh, this is so exciting because this when when we left off last season, I wasn't sure if the show was gonna get renewed for season three and then a couple weeks later it got renewed and I've been waiting for it to come back and it's been just such a pleasure binging it uh, <laughs> in in preparation for season three. But for, for you, this you're newer to this show, so really, not to put you on the spot, but really quick, I want, uh, I was wondering if you would mind giving us your thoughts on the first two seasons uh, since since you're new to this panel.
1: Well, I binged it all in about a week and spent most of it quoting Hamilton, so <laughs> here comes the general. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, so I have a very, very different uh, view of it than people who were here from the beginning. And I know we're getting Hamilton this season, and I understand, that, I, or I would not be surprised if that were a direct result of the musical's popularity, but yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. its a, I don't think it was meant to be binge-watched. It's a lot to take in, one right after another, but I'm interested to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree with you that this is a show that you need to marinate on a little bit, and as disappointed as I am that our schedule doesn't allow us to record on Monday nights anymore, um, right after the show airs, uh, in a way I'm kind of glad about that, too, because I get to sit and mull it over, which I never got to do in the past. So it's kind of nice to like sit here and like settle for a little bit. So now that we've had an evening to settle on this episode... uh, Thoughts on uh, this first episode? Just initial thoughts.
1: See, I pretty much end every episode going, Oh my God, he's going to die. <laughs> Why are you awful at your job? Abe is a pretty terrible spy. Abraham <laughs> is a terrible spy. The women in his life are extremely good at what he should be doing. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's one of them hysterical. doesn't
0: do it. It's absolutely hysterical that Mary has become the most competent spy in In the 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 ring, yeah pretty much and she doesn't want to be there she doesn't and it's it's so fascinating to watch her work
1: but um, but she's invested in being a good spy for the sole purpose of keeping Abraham alive (laughs) (laughs) like that's just it that's that that is the long and short of that is I hate what you're doing but I'm not gonna throw you under the bus because I would like you to live. That's my end goal.
0: I like you being alive. That's that's good for me. I'm evidently, very much a
1: fan of that. Well, evidently dad feels no such compunctions, so uh good job.
0: Well, we I mean we see his perspective on it and he he the fact that he and we can go ahead and say it, the fact that he turns in Abe at the end was something that he had to mull over for probably weeks. It's not just something like the second he found out his son was a spy, he went and turned him in. He had to
1: stew on it for a good while, and he even left him in jail for a good while, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like you had two sons. The way you are going, you're going to wind up with zero sons, <laughs> and you're okay with this decision.
0: yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's hard, but you can also tell that he doesn't like having to come to that decision. It's not like he's purposely throwing his son's his son to the wolves. He feels you like sure his, about that. He definitely well, just did it, that. For, and from his perspective, Abraham has made his bed, and now he should lie in it because his job is enforcing the law. He's up extremely until, lawful, good. And well, and up until this point, he was very happy enforcing the law when it suited his needs, when it was profitable for him. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to enforce the law in this situation so that I can get crop and sell off another man's property uh, because I just happened to not like him, that was profitable for me. It's a win-win. Justice is served. So now, probably for the first time um, in his life, Abraham's, you know, Abraham's being a traitor, that has presented him with a situation where the law does not benefit him, and he is forced to enforce it anyway. So yeah, it's it's not something that he readily jumped to, but it is something he had to wrestle with. and ultimately, that's the direction he fell in. We I, I remember way back in season one, we did a lot of hypothesizing that Richard was actually going to become part of the spy ring, hmm. that he would do that in order to protect Abraham. Like, much like Mary is doing now that he wouldn't like it, he wouldn't like being a part of it, but he would do it for Abraham and for Abraham's family.
1: He's done the exact opposite. <laughs> when you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, but dang. that j- I, I don't know. I never know what to think about Richard. Because it's like, I get where you're coming from, but I still don't like you. Yeah. That's what makes it interesting.
0: I go back and forth between really feeling for him and then also, I mean, that's the thing about all of these characters um, is that they're all presented as people with their good... Not Simcoe. (laughs) Actually, no. Simcoe's not a people. Simcoe (laughs) is a monster. I will disagree with you on that and I will fight you on that too because they actually, I, I think he's played very, very well.
1: Oh, he's acted very well, yes, but he's a monster. Yeah, but love is his Achilles heel. Yeah, anyway, no, he's, he's neutral evil at best. He is a monster. There is nothing human left in there. <laughs> Just because he's charismatic or thinks he is... Doesn't mean that he is still a people. In his mind he's
0: right. And we'll 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 talk about the We'll talk about that more when it's a little bit more of a Simcoe focused episode, because I will fight you on that. I actually I like him as a villain a lot. You can like him a lot as a villain. Well, that doesn't make him a the, people. The reason I like him a lot as a villain is because I think see him as a multi-layered villain, and I like that. I think that's great, and that's how good characters should be written. And that's what we see with Richard, is that he will he will do good things, objectively good things, and then he will fall back on them, and then he'll do things that go contrary to Abraham's goals, but in his mind is the right thing to do. So, there's... He's not an evil father. He could have very, oh, no. very well been played as just the like, not... As the obstinate father who would just stop his son no matter what or never attempt to understand. And you don't see that. Again, it took him weeks to wrestle with that decision. And even when he's saying it, it you can tell it's breaking his heart to throw his son under the bus like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, he is a moral person. Yeah, I, I do find him interesting. I do find him well-rounded. He, he's got a soul.
0: But yeah, again, (laughs) I I compare
1: that with Simcoe, and he's extremely well written. He's very clever. He's very motivated. But there is nothing in there that (laughs) makes him human anymore. Like as a human being, as someone with compassion or empathy, or it's I I can think of the Undertale quote: "It's we thought that compassion and empathy were what made up a soul, but I guess that's not true because humans can function without them." So that's what I'm thinking of Simcoe: is that he he just it's all him. He's very good at what he does, but there is nothing left in there that makes him a human being. Like I said,
0: I'll disagree with you on that. But we need to get back to this episode and talk a little bit more about the stuff going on. Uh, let's start with Washington's camp, because we we start off with uh, them, the execution of these two traitors, one of whom was a guard for Washington. And it's through this where we find out that the name Culper has been compromised because they were able to get so close to Washington they were this close to killing him whenever they wanted to and the fact that they were able to even get the name Culper after they had taken so many precautions you know so so many forms of encryption on um, Sackett's part you know before he died so much effort had been placed into protecting that name and the fact that right here at the very beginning of season three oh yeah no that's been in john andre's hand for a little bit that's kind of a terrifying revelation especially well it's
1: been in john andre's hand ever since middle of season two when we had the guy who killed help me with the second thank you who killed Sackett and took all those papers like that's been compromised for half a season as far as andre knowing that we knew that The surprise is the guard and people around camp knowing that, and that he was close enough to be able to listen at the tent flaps and hear it when they were discussing it, so not a good thing.
0: Well, and the fact that there are more people, they know for a fact there are more people at the camp who have been compromised, who have been paid off, and they don't have any way of being able to quietly flush that out yet. And like to the point where they have to execute these two guys under the guise that it's a counterfeiting charge. And this one guy's last attempted words were, I tried to kill Washington right before he lost lost his head.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, that was Caleb. That was Caleb. Caleb. Thank (laughs) you.
0: Um, But, yeah, no, just that that puts us in a very interesting position, Um, especially since so much of last season was them wrestling with the idea of trusting one another. And we get to this place at the very end of season two where trust has been reestablished. And now that they know that there are snakes in the garden, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. That,
1: Never you know, all I'd see of I thought you that,
0: making puns. All, no, that's a reference to a lyric. Anyway, <laughs> now that they know that there are spies amongst them it's almost like they're they're gonna have to fall back on that trust, but then at that point, it's like you don't know who else you can trust yeah. besides the three people that were in
1: that room. So at this point, you just kind of have to keep it with the three people who were in that room. And I don't think we go back to Washington's camp for the rest of the episode, do we? No,
0: it, it was mostly it was mostly related to yeah, it was mostly related to just kind of establish that the name Culper had been. Had been compromised, and
1: that the um, there were more spies
0: at their camp. That was kind of no one in camp
1: knew that Culper was an alias, so they at least have that and we don't get that brought up until Simcoe is talking to Andre and he says perhaps it's an alias. Yeah. Cuz god help him it's now Simcoe's uh charge to flush out more spies but specifically this guy.
0: You got to hand it to uh Samuel Rokin. He does a lot of really interesting things with Simcoe's performance and when the wheel when the wheels are turning in Simcoe's head, he does this finger tap motion of like I'm I'm parsing things out and so the second he started to do that when John Andre's talking with him I was like he's figuring it out <laughs>
1: like, the gerbils, the are, running. Are, the gerbils are running the gerbils are
0: running the gerbils are running the wheels are turning <laughs> um, but yeah no and it's it's so funny because you can already tell he already has his suspect in mind <laughs> and that guy that guy <laughs> <laughs> even if it turns out not to be him it'd be super convenient for me if it was.
1: And that's, I honestly, that ties into my predictions, given that what we saw for the uh, promo. Thing. Thank you. I just can't words tonight. There words are is. not a thing that are occurring this evening, words which is going to make life interesting. We have the best words, Katie. We have the, we have the best words. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and before we wind up quoting that disaster, <laughs> let's uh, so, talk uh, about uh, Benedict a little bit. Uh, Yeah, Peggy and Benedict a little bit. I feel bad for him, but I also don't feel bad for
0: him. You know? He's one of those guys... Well, again, he, he doesn't have the full context for the situation. If he knew that she was already betrothed or already married, he would be annoyed but he would have steered far away he has absolutely no reason to think why she wouldn't totally be into him because she wrote to him specifically talking about how fond she was of him and how much she was looking forward to him coming back to philadelphia for somebody like pretty much a stranger to like message you like that out of the blue at that time period, that's basically like,
1: hey. hey. <laughs> that's not actually why I feel bad for him. I feel bad for her. Like, we know why she's doing this, but it's still just like, oh, you are caught in this, honey.
0: Yeah, no, that talk about a rock in a hard
1: place. Oh yeah. Part part of me feels bad for him because yeah, he did all this stuff for the union and he isn't really getting a lot of recognition for it. He isn't getting what works for him he's supposed to be in charge of philadelphia but he's not really it's only just kind of on paper and the other part of me is just like oh my god get (laughs) over yourself just just get over yourself your ego is part of what's making this such a problem and yeah. that's exactly what Andre knows, and that's exactly what he's angling at. Like, he's not an yeah, idiot. It's,
0: you know, again, we have the benefit of history. We do. Um, so, but with that, it becomes kind of like a Greek tragedy in that we know the outcome, we know the fate that will befall this particular character. And so, watching that downward spiral from hero of the Continental Army to America's most infamous traitor that is a long way to go and so to see that downward spiral again after he was he had been able to rally people to win and you know basically thrown himself into battle and constantly injuring himself as a result um and constantly not getting the the praise that in his mind he's due it's it's hard to watch. I wouldn't say yeah. it's quite a train wreck, but it's definitely like like I said a little greek tragedy a
1: little bit. Going it's not on. a train wreck, but you can definitely see where this road leads and you're just like Oh, I know it's what's like, gonna happen. And I know I can't what's coming. Let them away. <laughs> it's like
0: when you see somebody about to be struck by a moving vehicle. You you reach out, and you make a concerned moan, <laughs> but you can't actually help them. It's not
1: even moving vehicle status. You're just watching this. It's, it's like dominoes uh, almost. It's not instantaneous. They can go for a while, but you can kind of see the end and go. Yeah, that doesn't look good well, for and, anyone involved.
0: And again, like I am both impressed and also very sad at Peggy's circumstances because she's actively she's actively setting up the pieces for everything to fall into place for his betrayal, all the while being able to play his innocent fiancé while at the same time still being in love with John Andre. She's becoming a very, very key player. And historically speaking, she was a very key player in John Andre's schemes in real life. Um, So the way that they're playing it in this show is very interesting because she is very much playing her future husband, And again, historically speaking, it's hard to say how much that was actually the case. Um,
1: Well, all of it is, historically speaking, it's hard to say. Everything we do now is an interpretation thereof, so we want to be in the room where it happened yeah. no one else was in the room where it happened <laughs> um, who lives who dies who tells your story yep that's, pretty much that's what this is that's exactly what this is you have no control it just and this is what we have well is an interpretation
0: of these events and it's also important to remember that history is written by the winners and that's why something like this show is so nice to have because even though we could have something very like and we talked about this a lot in season one but we could have something like the patriot where it's very clear who the good guys and the bad guys are to the point where the bad guys are dehumanized to a ridiculous degree um with jason isaac's character in the patriot but but here never saw it. it. Feel like I haven't missed much. It's it's a decent action movie, but if you're looking for well rounded brave It's it's Braveheart with different face paint, pretty much. Uh and the um it I mean again, it's a good popcorn movie, but whatever. That, neither here nor there. Um but the the thing about it is is that this show, when you see John Andre at his lowest low, you feel bad for him. Uh and you don't necess- and when you see Hewlett... You know, professing his love, which we should get to next, you feel bad for him. Uh, There's never any really instance in a lot of historical fiction where you feel the humanity behind the people who were defending the crown. Um, but before before we move on, uh, we should talk really quickly. Uh, is there anything else you you want to touch on with uh, Benedict and Peggy before we talk about iTunes? Well, she kind of betrayed the hell out of him. She did. That was a thing that happened. Left
1: an anonymous letter, brought Congress down on his head, like misappropriation of funds. And, 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 and again, this is the part where I'm getting frustrated at him because his ego is getting in his way because he is not not even skirting protocol pretty much upending it to be like no I deserve this no I haven't been paid no I need this I'm like well, you are not the only one who hasn't been paid buddy
0: but a lot of his motivation stems for him wanting to provide a home worthy of his fiance true and not only that but you can see very much how this setup will plant the seeds of in his mind the continental congress being corrupt yeah, And in that way, how it's no longer a cause worth fighting for, if it's something where he can devote himself wholeheartedly and they will betray and leave him penniless and leave him a disgrace, you can totally see where this is going and how those seeds are being planted.
1: Well, and it doesn't help that Mr. I am a warrior now has a bum leg and a desk job. Yeah, no. That is the like, worst. Like when you stake all of your worth on your physical health and then you screw up your leg so bad the doctor wants to answer amputated, it? Not a good place to be.
0: Yeah. When um, when we had uh, Samuel Rokin call in last season, he said that um, the worst place for Simcoe to be was behind a desk. Like that is that is fate worse than death? And it's the exact same and thing. That's with, why they put him there. With, and it's the exact same thing with Benedict Arnold. For somebody who lives his life on the front lines, being told to sit and wait and get better—that is the absolute worst thing for him. For a person like that, yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to touch on before I That was about it. Well, cool. We're going to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes then. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate and leave a comment and subscribe. We love hearing from you on all of the social media platforms that we have. We love hearing from you guys on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys on YouTube. Uh, And we especially love hearing from you guys on iTunes because that is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on and that you want us to continue covering this show because because people strangely enough pay attention to it I, it's hard to believe um but like people from the show watch our after show and people hi guys yeah, <laughs> producers and people from the show so that's that's mind boggling to me and people pay attention to those itunes reviews and so it really does and not only that it just brightens up my day personally when i get to see a really fun itunes review and we do have one we actually had one from uh, over the break, which All is right. always nice. Um, please come back for season three. From uh, done, <laughs> Serena, uh, two thousand fourteen very well done after show recaps and cast interviews even when the host has to go it alone you're the only podcast for this show that I know of so please come back for season 3 starting in April 2016 ask and ye shall receive (laughs) (laughs) and if you guys want to have your name shouted out on the show leave us an iTunes review because again we absolutely love hearing from you yes (laughs) indeed so I touched on it a moment ago uh Hewlett, oh, Hewlett. Poor man. <laughs> so again, um, Kristen and I, when when we were doing the show together, we would constantly gush over this ship. And as annoying as it was initially to have literally every guy in Setauket have a crush on Anna in some way, Seriously. shape, or form, uh, this one I was wholeheartedly in favor of because yeah, we have Sela we have A, we have Hewlett, we have Simcoe. Uh, that's, that's a like lot of Selah, people to be interested in the same woman.
1: <laughs> I feel like Sela was only ever a chess piece in this show. Yeah. He was there to be arrested. He was there to be on the ship. He was there to stand in for Samuel. He was there to and then he became Sir no longer appearing Sir in the show starting in the show. Two. And I'm I'm wondering so if I that wasn't like, he's like scheduling
0: piece. I'm wondering if that wasn't scheduling stuff or or what the deal was. I cuz yeah, he was noticeably absent all season last year and it it's hard to say cuz sometimes IMDb doesn't really have doesn't have Info. all the answers. Um Yeah, especially before it airs. I'll have to peruse IMDb Pro to see if there's any additional info. Because, yeah, he was very much Sir not appearing in the show for all of the second season. And I'm kind of wondering if they're just kind of skirting away from that since, you know, divorce papers are being filed.
1: I just, I I feel like in a series full of very full, well-rounded, really interesting characters, he was the only one that really did feel like a chess piece. What can you say about Celia Strong? He was arrested.
0: <laughs> Life Which sucks for this guy! <laughs> Which is unfortunate, again, because all of the actors on this show do a great job. Oh, and so yeah. It's it's always a bummer when actors don't come back for the second season. Like, Philomena, we didn't get any of Amy Gumnick in the second season either. I was so, wondering where she went. Uh, that was scheduling stuff. Ah. So, um, I assume that when stuff like that happens, it's related to scheduling. Um, but, who knows, Sela might come back at some point um, to throw a wrench in things, but that being said, Sela aside, I absolutely adore this pair, and it makes, if you guys could excuse me for being a girl for about five minutes, minutes—I it just makes me squee every single time. There is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you don't need to
1: be excused for a damn thing. But it's so cute. <laughs> it's adorable. Oh my god, and it's mostly him. But I find myself falling into that trap where I like one part of the ship so much that I start to kind of disregard what the other part of the ship feels. And that's mm-hmm. the point where you kind of need to scale it back and go, if they're both down, then yeah. I'm down. But I don't want it to happen just to make him happy. But she certainly seems like she's down.
0: Yes! and, and At least
1: for most of season two.
0: Yeah, because at first, she she it seems like she only cared about him for for being able to save Abraham. And then but then you know as it goes on it's like, "Oh no, she genuinely cared about him." Yeah. at to the point where at the end of last season, it's hard to tell where she stood because it seems like she be, because she's grown fond of him has completely wanted to back off little by little from being a part of this ring. And you see that a lot in this episode too. It wasn't her idea. To act as a distraction when Mary needed to
1: get the cipher. Oh, Mary threw her under the bus, and it was hysterical. Totally, she wants to talk to you about something personal. <laughs>
0: like, and um... when he he's bearing his heart and soul. It breaks her heart because she's been deceiving him. She's deceiving him right now in yeah. this moment as he's professing his love for her. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And so, to the point where she has to get up, she can't keep up the ruse any longer. She has to be like... Well, I don't know if that's enough time, but I have to go now.
1: She was <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, I think I want to move back into the strong house, you know, not to own just to and I'm like, no no, that that that's where Simcoe's staying when he comes back. <laughs> that is the last place on earth you want to be ever. Yeah, no. There are places in hell more hospitable than
0: that. <laughs> there are just there got to be. There got to be. I mean, she doesn't But that's the other thing is that she doesn't really have any place to go oh, except no, she back to strong ta- to the Strong Tavern. Um and to an extent there there might be a certain level of sincerity there of like I don't want to take advantage of your hospitality. Uh, obviously most of it was buying for time, but I really do feel like there was a certain level of
1: like I should probably go back home. <laughs> well, and she definitely got kicked out when Hewlett was missing for that chunk of time. Well,
0: and once Abe and Mary leave to go back to their farm, it's just going to be her, Hewlett, and Richard. <laughs> Richard doesn't like <laughs> and her. And Richard hates her so and much. And has for quite a while. So that's kind of awkward, too. Um, but given where we where we end up at the very end of this episode... Do they have a future together?
1: After the war? I don't know. <laughs> Do we know if either of them will live to
0: the end of things? Eh I have no idea. But and this is something that both we we wrestled with a lot last season too, of like if they if they actually do become a pair, then at some point, the truth is going to come out. I wasn't expecting the truth about Abraham to come out so soon. It's a good way to start the season. It really is. So, about Anna's involvement, how long until that falls into place as
1: well? Because Richard knows about both Anna and Mary being involved because they're both trying to cover for Abraham. Mm-hmm. He is
0: not a dumb man. Well, and not to mention that part of the reason Hewlett fell in love with Anna was because he thought her devotion to king and country was very admirable. Like, she abandoned her husband, in his mind, for the sake of their nation. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of just... Yeah, no, that's my childhood sweetheart on the beach. I'm um, see you later. Bye. <laughs> the cause needs me here. Bye. How's it? Like, <laughs> seriously,
1: Sila's Strong the chess piece. Uh, such a bummer. Poor man. Or that might have just been like, yeah, he's not going to be here next season. Bye.
0: Uh, <laughs> I have to go now. My country needs I'm me. I'm taking all your screen time. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so it's a good question as to... Because I feel like he, he wholeheartedly loves her, and I feel like knowing the truth would break his heart but at the same time i don't think it would change how he feels either
1: oh yeah he'd, he'd be more conflicted about it but he would still very
0: much so yeah we we had a lot of like would he conceivably ever become part of this spy ring for no. the sake of love
1: no no not a man like that yeah no. Uh,
0: which is why it's so sad and so cute and so that,
1: sad. Yeah, that I, I cannot ever see that happening. For so him. you don't think they have a future in any way, shape, or form? Not saying they don't have a future. I'm saying there's no way he's becoming part of the spy ring. Their future is contingent on A, the war ending with both of their survival, and B, the truth not coming out until then.
0: Yeah, and even though he know, knows about Abraham, there's that... Nothing necessarily saying that he'll find out about Anna. So who knows? That's true. Um. So we we only had a little bit of it, but I do. I I want to talk about Abe and Mary, but I also want to talk about John Andre and Abigail's new
1: situation. We also have to talk about Robert Rogers. We do. We do. We don't have a lot of time. <laughs> we left. don't.
0: We don't. We got started late tonight. Um. Okay. Let's hop. Into one
1: of my favorite things, the John Andre corner. <laughs> uh, which <laughs> Where his life is terrible, Cicero is bad at pretending to not be able to read, and Abigail is done being a spy. Well, and uh, we get a brief exchange between her and
0: Simcoe, and Akimbere hasn't gone back to his post. And the last time we saw him, he had been saying, "Get be Canada ready when home. I come back. <laughs> And so we don't know what sort of preparations he's making, but he's basically deserted the King the Queen's Rangers. Again, for the sake of
1: love. And he is a dangerous man.
0: He is. Um, uh, but you know, it's a it's a matter of if he is deserting, how long until Simcoe gets a hold of him. Yeah. Because he was Simcoe's right hand man it was probably the only person that ever actually respected him Simcoe and Rogers are strangely enough the very few people who actually gave this guy any respect so it'll be very interesting to see that dynamic when that comes back
1: around if it comes back around who knows I don't think Akin Bode is going to make it out of this series alive That's and unfortunate. I think it's going to be by Simcoe's hand like, I, definitely I don't see, that. see this ending well.
0: I could definitely see that happening, especially if more information about the spy ring comes to light, because then he's guilty by association. He doesn't know about it, but if they find out that Abigail is a part of it and he's very much in love with her, again, guilt by association, they're just going to assume he's another spy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's troubling, and, uh, and the fact that, I It's hard watching Abigail now that she has been reunited with her son, because now that she has everything that she cared about in her life back in her arms, now she has everything to lose. You know, when she was separated from her son, she didn't really have much to lose. Now she does! She has everything to lose, uh, and it's really hard kind of watching her have to wrestle with that. In the same way that Anna's being conflicted, in the same way, and I feel like everybody hits that point where they're like, "I'm done, I'm done, I'm done," and eventually they'll have to come back around.
1: Abraham hits it once an
0: episode. (laughs) We're totally done after we're done (laughs) framing, you know, faking this guy's or. No, actually. Actually killing yes. him. Actually faking killing him. Faking the letter. Uh, faking the letter and framing Simcoe's men for it. I
1: feel like he goes in cycles of, we're done, not as planned, oh dear God, we're done, <laughs> not as planned. Like, that's his life well, right there's now. One more,
0: there's one more cycle in there, and that's,
1: for the revolution, <laughs> and <laughs> that's, not as planned, oh God, <laughs> we're done. done,
0: for the, for the revolution. revolution.
1: Sometimes they just skip for the resolution, <laughs> for the revolution and go straight to, not as planned. <laughs> Which is Robert Rogers showing up and being like, hey, bait. This is such
0: a fun dynamic because we got hints of this in season one when Rogers basically volunteers Abe to be his spy. And then it it went away for a good long while. And then we get the end of season two and it it comes back full circle. And so now we have Rogers wanting to use Abe as bait to get to John Andre. And
1: Abe saying, if you're going to keep me alive, you need to help me. So Roger's actually teaching him how to not fail at life. I'm going to teach... Here's how you farm cabbages. I'm going to teach... Here's how you cover up a body. Here's how... I'm going to teach you how to live. Pretty much. (laughs) I'm going to teach you how to not fail at everything ever. Because he tries, but holy cow, the dude was actually probably meant to be a lawyer. And cabbage farming is just not a thing to be doing. And we see him purposefully tank being a lawyer, but... Honestly, I feel like that's what he's cut out for.
0: Yeah, no, uh, he. It, I mean, not to harp on him too much, but really, he doesn't have that the head to be a lo- He doesn't have the head to be a farmer. Uh, he's bad at. He's bad at agriculture. You're bad at
1: agriculture. He doesn't Abe. have the know-how to be a farmer.
0: Yeah, and we we see him, the the times where he actually does excel is when he is in the courtroom purposely throwing a case. He, He puts on that performance so well that being a real lawyer would actually be far better for him.
1: And just seeing him when he was in prison, talking with the prisoners about, here's what you can do, here's this, here's your situation, like, he knows his stuff. He's good at words. He's just a terrible actor and not a good farmer. Like you, you're doing the wrong thing. You don't have any skill Which, points in that class. Again, stop it.
0: Makes sense because he's the son of a magistrate. Yeah, it, who you know, went to law school? Exactly. And so, then things occurred. You know, his his father wasn't a farmer. <laughs> his father is very much in the law profession, so it makes sense. But uh, anyway, um, since we're since we're touching on Abe, uh, it's it's very interesting that he is more in love with mary now that she is very much helping him and they make a remarkably good team their marriage is
1: better than it's ever been (laughs) (laughs) it's better being built on lies than it was on cabbage (laughs) and that's weird
0: and it's so interesting that like This is a really weird way to put it, but it's so weird that he is more attracted to her when they are planning murders. (laughs) It's thank God we're alive sex. To an extent, that, that, yeah. That's what it is. Like, how is that a big turn-on <laughs> for him? Is, my wife is so good at planning murders. This
1: is the best. <laughs> my wife is such a good spy. Oh, my God. I feel like it's the Will Smith pose. Like, look at this woman. Yeah, look. that's true. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and I'm okay with that meaning not adultering with Anna. I, Just, like, can we back away from that? I can we stop? love that, too. I really... Because from the very beginning
0: as much as we like Anna and as much as we like Abe, I was
1: never really on Mm -mm. board with them being together. Mm -mm. It was very frustrating. It it was completely, just stop. Just no, 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 stop it, stop. Okay, can we finish the scene and move on with our lives? If
0: we're talking shipping, I am much, much more in favor of Abe Actually falling in love with Mary in the way that she's fallen in love with him and Anna falling in love with Hewlett because that's just it's adorable and it makes me happy and sad and poor Sila. he's <laughs> off in the woods
1: poor I ship Sila in the woods
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's where he lives now but one piece of information he is keeping from her is is the fact that uh, Robert Rogers has returned and is very much responsible for the injuries he's sustaining. And again, he's learning all this stuff, but it's a key piece of information that he shouldn't be keeping from Mary because she is really, really good at bailing him out of situations he's not prepared for. So
1: I, I feel like it's the miscommunication drama, and I get it because it's a spy thing, but people not communicating is one of those plot points that's either works really well in your favor, or is the most annoying thing on the planet. Yeah. And turn is really good. It's really good at using it in its favor, but occasionally you hit, oh my god, just tell her already, and 90% of the time it's with Abe.
0: Yeah. Usually, although again, this show is really good because usually when it starts to get to that frustrating, like, face slapping point, then it comes out. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, but it's it a train wreck when it comes out. It's like, Oh. <laughs> I wanted you to tell her, but oh my god, this is worse. <laughs> this is far worse than any other situ- scenario it could have happened in. It's this is like the worst possible timeline. Asking for a slice
1: of pie and having them throw it at you like that—that's <laughs> kind of what it is. It's like, well, mission accomplished, but <laughs> screw you. <laughs> that's what this is. A little bit, yeah. Um,
0: so that's definitely going to come back to bite him, um, unless he decides to tell her in the next episode. Which, given the fact that he's been compromised, he may very well do. And I'm. I think that being said, it's time really quickly to move into some very quick
1: predictions. Prediction o'clock. TV predictions. Oh so, yeah, definitely the quick one.
0: So in the uh, in the promo, we see Hewlett point, and this is something that they they've been showing in the the TV spots for a good long while. Hewlett pointing a gun at Abraham,
1: saying, "I will see you hanged," and, and him saying, "Are you going to shoot me in front of my son?" Like yeah, just like oh point. dear, and. This is this is again
0: this is a con- this is a confrontation that's been coming to a head for three seasons now because Abe has been sneaking around for a good long while. And so we knew this was coming. I wasn't expecting it so soon though. I thought they were going to keep going, especially because they had they had accomplished their goal. They had forged a letter from John Andre with the cipher and everything. And her plan went off without a hitch, and then Richard
1: comes in to throw a wrench into it. By the way, th- th- this is where we go to not as planned. Exactly. Like th- this is when we show up there. <laughs> I want a uh, flow see, chart. <laughs> I, I, someone make us the flow Somebody chart. We've seen the, the circle flow. chart, do the thing. And we see, essentially, red versus green coming up. And I honestly think that Abe, or more to the point, Mary or Anna plant something to start that, because that's another conflict that we've seen coming down the line is Simcoe versus Hewlett, and it nearly got Hewlett killed last season. So I'm waiting for that to escalate into full-on war in Setauket, and I am completely convinced that it's going to be our little cadre of spies that plants something and starts it. To get Hewlett out of their hair, to make a larger conflict than Abe, to buy time, yeah. something. It looks like the the major conflict in this next episode is trying to get Hewlett to leave town. And we know that Simcoe's coming back, so he's kind of one of those people where if you can point him in the right direction, you can use him. Exactly. Uh, but And then uh, I think
0: to, to go more is there's going to be more of... Benedict Arnold being in conflict with Washington uh, yeah. because again his honor is being slighted, and Washington doesn't have time to appeal to somebody's vanity. No, so, or uh, we we also got a clip uh, from the next episode, and it's very much the two of them talking, and it sounds like uh, Washington wants him to essentially, you know, put his honor on the line in order to clear up these.
1: Allegations that have come against him, so we'll we'll see how that goes. This should be fun and interesting, and by fun and interesting, train wreck, dominoes, Always whatever we're looking wreck. at, pie throwing, <laughs> <laughs> one of those metaphors that we've come up with, tiny disasters that become larger disasters. Exactly. Um, well, that just about wraps it up for for tonight's episode. Is there anything else you want to say before we leave the uh, studio? Not, I'm very impressed with 240l Demon in the chat, who seems to know quite a bit about the Civil War. The Civil War or the Revolutionary War? The Revolutionary War. Ah, uh, <laughs> that was so
0: good. <laughs> it happens. No, I've definitely, I've definitely done that. I've definitely done that on this show. Why are we in so many wars? <laughs> we have
1: problems.
0: <laughs> so many wars. History. Anyway, anyway of them.
1: yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with their commentary, and yeah. Heck of a yeah. start. All of you
0: historians out there, we want to hear your perspective on this, because it's been a while since I've taken the AP U.S. History Test, so I'd love to hear from actual historians about their perspective on this show. Yes. Um... Anyway, thank you guys so, so much for watching. Katie, where can people go
1: if they want to keep up with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kia J. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I'm on Blind Spot. That's later tonight, and I am going at it alone. So, you know, please tune in. I need some co-hosts. Uh, Arrow is back tomorrow. It's on Wednesdays. And Robots in Disguise is on Sunday nights. Fantastic.
0: I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. later on tonight. I also write articles for The Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Folks, thank you so, so much. Again, it is so good to be back, and we will see you all next time.